Hello, and welcome to Episode 8 of Lasers and Lockets, the podcast all about awesome female characters in science fiction and fantasy entertainment. I'm your host, Lee, and we have a super awesome episode for you tonight, and a special guest at the end of the episode. So let's go ahead and dive right in. News. Really, the only news I have for you tonight is that Winona Earp Season 3 releases this Friday, July 20th. If you missed on Monday, they did have a sneak peek of the premiere. So if you missed that, definitely go back and watch it if you can. If not, catch the season premiere on Friday, July 20th. You will find that the cast and crew, as well as some awesome podcasters, will be live tweeting along with the show. So if you haven't gotten in on that before, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun, and it really makes the experience of watching the show more of a community type of thing. It's a great, great thing to do. Okay, tonight's episode is all about Winona Earp. This is a show that is near and dear to my heart. It is kind of the show that changed my life and got me even into podcasting in the first place. This show made me a part of a fandom for the first time, and it was a very cool experience. So I wanted to dedicate a whole episode to talking about this great show and see if we can't get some more Erpers on board. Now, I wanted to do this episode a little bit differently than some previous episodes. It's going to be a lot more off the cuff, not so much scripting, and it's going to be a top 10 countdown of the reasons why I love Winona Earp. We also have a special guest at the end uh, from the Tales of the Black Badge podcast, which is the largest uh, Winona Earp podcast around, and I was so lucky to have the opportunity to get an interview with Bonnie Farrar from that podcast. So that'll be at the end of the episode, so I hope you stick around and, and listen to that as well. All right, if you're not familiar with Winona Earp, the best way to describe it is that it's a sci-fi western with a, a little bit of horror, a lot of humor, and so much heart. It speaks to me much like Buffy the Vampire did back in the day, except to me this show is something truly special, and it has had an impact on my life day to day. Alright, let's go ahead and dive in to the reasons why I love this series, and maybe why you should love this series too. Okay, number 10. This show has the quippiest, best one-liners in the business, I feel. There are so many great lines, and the show is endlessly quotable. I can often be heard at work quoting random lines from it, and there are often situations where the line is just perfect. So I pulled out a couple of my favorite one-liners, or at least quotes, from the series, and I wanted to share them with you. I'm not going to give you the episode numbers, but um, maybe that'll be kind of a fun thing that we could do over on the Discord or on Twitter, is if you can tell me which episodes these quotes come from. So the first one I pulled out is... I want them to tremble before me. You've got powdered sugar on your nose. <laughs> Such a classic. All right, second one. Don't shoot any of my decorative pillows. I'll never find the right color combination again. Of course, the famous, tacos are tasty, tacos are tasty. And then lastly, one that may not be super popular, but it's one that's my favorite for some reason. It's one of the funniest Waverly quotes. But it's, I'd be good. I know it. I'm super bendy, so small spaces aren't a thing. I can speak four languages fluently. And I was once hit by a tranquilizer dart, still went to band practice. All right. So there are so many quotes over the two seasons. Um, 
even give me back my Nedley, like just so many quotes. I definitely encourage you to take a look and just kind of listen for those. There's just in any episode you find, you're going to find a good quote out of that episode. Okay, number nine is that even the antagonists on the show, like Bobo and the Black Widows, are exceptionally written characters, and they are so well played by the actors. You actually kind of love them, even though you also hate them. They're the kind of characters you love to hate. It's just an incredible thing to find on a show. Um, I love that Winona calls Mercedes, the fake Mercedes, Fosades. It's one of my favorite things. All right. Number eight is Nicole Hot. Now, Nicole is the police officer on the show, and she's also Waverly's girlfriend. But the thing that I absolutely love about Nicole, and uh, I talk about this later with Bonnie, but Nicole is just steady and consistent. And she kind of brings that to the show when everything else is really chaotic. Nicole knows what she wants and she's going to go after it, but she's also just really steady and consistent in her convictions. She doesn't waver in them. She doesn't bend them. Uh, She's a really incredible character for that. And I think it's great that she's playing a police officer in this because too often we see corrupt kind of police officers. And I think that it's interesting that Nicole plays such a steady one. Now, I know that there are going to probably dive into her backstory a little bit more. And maybe we'll find that she's not as consistent or steady as we believe so. But I am really excited to see them explore a little bit more about her character. She is one of my absolute favorite characters on the show. Now, the next one, number seven, is Waverly Earp. Now, Waverly Earp, to me, is the epitome of brave on the show. She is courageous and goes after things, and she's intelligent, and I kind of relate to her the most on the show, I think, because she is a little unsure of herself, and she doesn't necessarily know her worth, but she is intelligent and beautiful and brave in all kinds of situations where you don't think that somebody could really be brave. And she brings that bravery to me as well. When I watch her, I feel more brave. Okay, and then number six is Winona Earp. She's the title character of the show, and she is kind of the heart and soul of the show, along with Waverly. And the thing about Winona is that she is so strong. There are so many things that happened to her when she was a child, uh, like the fact that she shot her father, and she had to deal with that, and also real demons and perceived demons, and she was put into a mental institution when she was a child just because of what had happened. And really, so many incredibly terrible things have happened to this woman, and yet she is so strong. And that strength lends itself to those who are around her. They become strong and powerful just like she is. She empowers people all the time. And it's a really incredible thing to see. Now, the three of those women on the series, they all have different traits and different things that we like to harness. But I really feel like sometimes... That's all I have to do is just harness the different traits of Winona and Waverly and Nicole, and I can feel confident about myself in a lot of situations where I wouldn't necessarily feel that way. 
especially with podcasting. I don't think I would have had the courage to start podcasting without the strength that I gleaned from these characters. All right, number five is the fact that the cast interacts so frequently with the fans, as well as Emily Andrus, who's the showrunner and executive producer of the show. Um, She, along with the cast on Twitter, mostly, um, but at conventions and things like that, they interact with the, the fans so much. And it's so incredible to see how welcoming and how encouraging they are of the fans. Um, that's the greatest thing about this fandom is you can be so no chill and just really be excited about the show. And the actors and even the showrunner, executive producer, the network, they're all excited about it now. And I really think that that bodes well for the community and for the show in general. I hope it has a good long run with, because of that. All right, number four is, as I mentioned before, the Unicorn Queen Emily Andrus. That's what they call her a lot. Um, if, if you're a fan of her, you're called a Fandress. Um, and I just love that. Emily is not afraid to push limits with her shows. You may recognize her name from Lost Girl, and I'm sure a few other things, but Lost Girl is the big one that I would equate with her. But for Winona Earp, Emily is not afraid to tell important stories, and she's not afraid to push the limits. It's so refreshing to see somebody like her writing and being so involved in a show that means so much to so many people. And she's not afraid at all. She knows exactly where the limit is, and she likes to push right to that limit. And it really helps the show to move forward. And it really engages the fans. I never know what Emily is going to say or do on Twitter, and it's kind of the funnest thing to watch during the day. I will often check Twitter partway through the day, and I always find something that's really amusing on there from her, and it's just really refreshing. Okay, number three is the ship Way Hot, and that's Waverly and Nicole. Um, That's the ship name they come up with is Way Hot. And the thing that I love about this relationship on the show is that we've seen it from its infancy. And I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot more through the series. And we're starting to see them starting to settle in and get more comfortable with each other. And it's a really compelling story to see and to hear. Now, it's interesting because the hundred killed off Lexa with a stray bullet. And... I know that was a great fear of a lot of Winona Earp fans is that one of those characters was going to get killed off willy-nilly because that's something that's really common in this industry is that trope. The really beautiful thing is that Emily Andrus and the Winona Earp uh, cast, they made it very clear that they were going to survive through the first season. And one of my favorite things is in the, the season finale of season one and it's Nicole's bulletproof vest. Um, it was kind of a stab at the hundred, I feel like, but it was such a beautiful thing because it showed us that our characters matter and that our voice matters and they weren't willing to take that, uh, that, um, that happiness and that good example away from the community. And I really appreciated that. Also, Way Hot teaches us that love is not easy but it is, they show a really real aspect of it. And I, I really love that. 
they show the hard times and the really fun times and some goofy times. And um, I, I really, I'm really all in with it. It's a great storyline. Also, um, Emily chose the way hot relationship to bring up matters of consent. Um, and I think that's wonderful Too too few shows really uh, focus on consent in a relationship. And I think that that was a really important thing that she decided to bring out with that way hot relationship. And we see that a lot in the show. We see a lot of respectful things going on and it's so refreshing to see on TV. All right. Number two is that this show demonstrates that a pregnant superhero is not out of the realm of possibility. Winona was pregnant through season two. And I know that Melanie Scrafano, uh, who plays Winona Earp, was terrified to come to Emily and let her know that she was pregnant in real life. She was worried that she had sunk the show but Emily had faith in her and the network had faith in her and it really turned out for the better it was one of the most incredible seasons of television I have ever seen that's again shows that they're not afraid to boldly tell stories that are important to people who would have thought that a pregnant superhero could still kick butt and you know, the baby bump high five is one of my favorite things that happens in the series. But it really shows that there are different kinds of people, different kinds of storylines that appeal to all kinds of audiences. And I just absolutely loved it. All right. Lastly, and most importantly to me, Erpers are awesome. If you haven't had a chance to yet, and you want to be involved in a really awesome, welcoming community... Erpers are the way to go, and they are super active on Twitter and other social media types of of places. I know that no matter where I'm at, I could yell out, tacos are tasty, tacos are tasty, and an Erper will find me in a crowd. That's something that they have had from from day one, or at least from when the tacos are tasty part came out. And uh, it's something that really makes you feel like you belong somewhere. You could be at a convention, you could be at an airport, you could be at a restaurant, wherever you may feel like you're unsafe and yellow tacos are tasty. And if there's an erper in the crowd, they'll come find you. I love that. Now, the reason why I got involved in this community is because I started listening to the Tales of the Black Badge podcast, and I loved that they were so enthusiastic, and I felt a kindred spirit in Bonnie Farrar, who's on the show. And I also love Kevin, and I have to give him a shout out here as well. Um, but Bonnie, for some reason, I, I felt a kindred spirit with. And so I asked her just a, a couple weeks ago, if she would be willing to come on my uh, on my show, and if I could interview her about her experience with Winona Herb, and she was so gracious to do that. So let's go ahead and roll that interview now. Enjoy! All right, we have a very special guest here today with us. We have Bonnie from the Tales of the Black Badge podcast. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for coming on. Now, you're kind of really big in the Winona Earp fandom, and you and Kevin uh, run the Tales of the Black Badge podcast. And I just had some questions for you. I was really interested in how you got involved in the community. 
and uh, kind of what what the community means to you. So how did you get introduced to Winona Herb? Oh, that's um, it's funny because I was a Lost Girl fan um, before uh-huh. and I loved Emily Andrus and I followed her on Twitter. And when she first said that she was going to do and she was involved in a new series that's going to come out soon. It was called Winona Earp. I started paying very close attention to it, and I watched as they kind of cast the series and then started filming. And uh, so, right about a, you know a couple of weeks before the season one premiere, mm-hmm. I was getting excited about having a new show to be excited about and to be passionate about. And I had a good feeling about it. I hadn't seen any episodes, but I just I believe in in Emily. I like the, the things that she's doing. I like uh, the representation that she brings. The passion that she brings to her writing, the wit, the humor. And I was really excited about kind of getting invested and falling in love with a new show. So on a whim, I decided to open up a Winona Earp fans account. Uh, It's called at Winona fans. And originally I thought I'd get, you know, 30 or 40 people would, would come on there. Maybe we would like all talk about what we liked about the episode after each episode. And, um, Little did I realize the kind of community that would build around my little Twitter account. Um, and just recently this week, I we, I just get to 20,000 followers. So yeah, uh, I that's saw that. amazing. Yeah. And in my wildest dreams, I never, ever envisioned, ever, ever envisioned that. I had only been on Twitter for like nine months. So wow. yeah. Um, <laughs> If you had told me back then that I would be uh, running a fan account for a show and I would be, um, I would have 20,000 followers and I would be doing a hundred, I would have already done a hundred podcasts, um, as well as video hangouts. And I would have interviewed the cast, uh, two dozen times. I would have told you you were insane because I didn't <laughs> know how to do any of that. So that's incredible. Wow. Um, so you said you were a, a Lost Girl fan before. Had you been involved in any other fandoms, like with Lost Girl or any other shows? No, I. Um, it's funny because I didn't really watch a lot of TV. Um, yeah. I was uh, deep into the you know having kids and and kind of had my head down and then plowing mm-hmm. through that. And you know uh, when I was paying attention to television, the, the trend of all the reality shows was on, and I didn't like that kind of stuff. And so I just didn't really watch a lot of TV. And then all of a sudden I started kind of getting interested in television again. Um, my kids were getting a tiny bit older, things were getting easier mm-hmm. and you know, Netflix made it easy to sit and binge television shows. And, and so I that's how I found lost girl. Um, yeah. I came into the lost girl fandom very late, like literally like I opened the door and I was like, Hey everybody. And everybody was like, okay, party's over end of the series. So yeah. <laughs> um, I, I really felt that loss of like feeling like I had missed out on being a part of a fandom. I had never done that before. And mm-hmm. it looked really fun and, and a little taste, the baby taste that I got, like, like literally I, I binge watched the first four seasons, four and a half seasons of Lost Girl um, in May and the series ended in October. So oh, wow, really, I came into it after it hit it had, had finished its run so that's awesome yeah so I got a baby taste of what it was like to be a part of a fandom and I was hooked I loved it I loved the community you know spirit I loved you know sharing your passion for things with other fans other people who shared that same 
interest and that same passion. And, um, and you know, it, it might sound a bit corny, but in a world where like my whole life, you know, getting excited, getting passionate about something has always been met with a bit of negativity from from others, you know, like kind right. of like, geez, okay, like you're kind of obsessed, right? Yeah. And I hated that because it's like, why can't I be excited about something? Why do I have to play it cool? Why do I have to play it like, oh, yeah, like this is a cool show, but whatever. Like, why can't I just be all in? Like, why can't I? And for the first time ever, I found all kinds of people who felt the same way. Like, why can't we be no chill about a show we like? Why not? Why can't we be excited? And that was really, really exciting for me to, to find like my tribe, you know, basically people who wanted to, to fangirl about the same stuff that I wanted to. And, um, without feeling bad about it, without feeling like you had to tone it down, take it down a notch, you know? Um, so yeah, I was, I had never really been part of a fandom, but I could tell just from that little bit of taste with lost girl that it was going to be something that I wanted to do. And so enter Winona Earp and yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I think we're kindred spirits, Bonnie, cause I am so no chill about so many shows and I often felt so bad about it because everybody was kind of like, chill out. That's just a TV show. It doesn't really matter. But um, when I got to Winona Earp, I was like, Oh my goodness, there are people like me who just are obsessed and really are excited about it. Um, why do you why do you feel that the fans are so no chill about this series? I mean, I've seen other fandoms around, and I honestly haven't seen anyone so no chill about a series. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly, but my theory <laughs> is is that we're all allowed to be because mm-hmm. everyone in the fandom is um, inclusive and is kind. And we support each other in that no chill. In fact, no chill is is a big part of what we do. We kind of advertise it, right? Polite no chill. And so it sort of gives you that like permission and that freedom to just, you know, get as excited as you want. In fact, the fans who get the most excited often get the most retweets and often get to the more you you fall down the rabbit hole, the more you fall in love with the characters, the more you yell about your love for Way Hot or Doc's mustache or Jeremy or whoever, you know, or Winona and the truck, you know, yeah. <laughs> like nothing is, t- is, is, is really received poorly, you know? Um, and there's no shipping wars being pitted against each other. And so everyone's sort of allowed to be this big motley crew of family that basically can yell as loud as they want about whatever aspect of the show that resonates the most with them. And it's not only accepted, but it's applauded and it's, it's encouraged and it's lifted up, you know, in the fandom. So I think that that creates even more no chill. So uh, that's kind of my, my theory. Yeah. And I I was kind of thinking that same way. And it's that quote from Jeremy in season two. uh, Oh, I can't remember it exactly. But when he's talking about how he doesn't really belong anywhere, but no one asked him to. Um, I can't remember the exact quote, but he says something about I'm allowed to be me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about the the community. That's awesome. Uh, So I kind of wanted to dive in to the characters and the the actors just a little bit because um, you've you've interviewed them several times now and I think they're equally as no chill about the fandom as well like they let 
they let the the shippers be there and even emily i i love emily uh she's always you know on twitter and and dropping you know shade with uh with melanie and and it's a lot of fun um, what are what are some of your favorite traits of Winona and Waverly and Nicole on the show? Oh my goodness, how much time do you have? Um, <laughs> so Winona, let's start with her. My yeah, favorite, let's start with her. my favorite traits about Winona, the character, mm-hmm. um, I like her um, bravery. You know, and yeah. and it's 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 a different kind of bravery then, you know, and I'm not just talking about her ability to like kick down the door and go after revenants. I'm not really talking about that kind of bravery. I'm talking about the bravery that it takes for her to feel as insecure as she feels about herself and still go out there and do what she has to do. And the whole first season and into the second season she's constantly met with people who keep trying to throw her past back in her face, who keep trying to remind her that she's, you know, she's nothing, that she's worthless, that she's a screw up. And I, I admire her ability to say, you know what, I'm not really listening to you. And she, you know, it, she's able to kind of rise up above, above that. And I think that I admire that a lot because you know, I am the kind of person I, I'm getting better, but I'm the kind of person who puts, who put a little bit too much emphasis into what people thought of me. And that has led to a, a lot of things in my life where I'm just living for other people and to make other people happy and to make for their expectations. And I really admire the fact that that's not what Winona is doing. She's um, rising above that and, mm-hmm being her own person and following, you know, she's putting down her demons, both physically, you know, in in the real world, but also internally. Yeah. So I like that about her. Yeah, for sure. Um, Waverly. Uh, Waverly's probably my favorite character because she's the character I identify the most with. Yeah, mine too. Um, But she, I like the fact that Waverly is smart and mm-hmm. that that is viewed as a strength and not a weakness because growing up, you know, I was, um, you know, I excelled in school and there's little things that the world does to you when you're a girl and you're smart um, that sort of tells you to kind of keep that part of your life to yourself. You know what I mean? Like if you're yeah. smarter than the boys, if you're smarter than even some of the grown-ups, like you're not supposed to let people know that you're supposed to like, you know, um, and I like that she's smart and she, and it's viewed as a strength and it's viewed as an asset, uh, to tell to the black badge and to, um, to everyone around her. And she doesn't apologize for that. And I loved, particularly loved the line in season one where champ is like, Oh, how can someone so pretty be so smart? Um, and she says they're not mutually exclusive. And I, yes. I loved that because, you know, um, I, I wasn't as bad as some of my, my, my college friends, but you do feel that pressure to sort of dumb yourself down around other people in order to make yourself more palatable to other yeah. people. And I'm like, why can't you be, why can't a smart and determined woman be palatable 
to people. Why is it, you know? And I like that she's not doing that, that she's not pretending to be, uh, not have it figured out if she does, you know? So I I admire that part of Blake Ridley. Yeah, for sure. And Nicole. Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) Nicole, I think I admire about Nicole is her, oh God, like, I don't know how to say it, but she just, her certainty, you know, she, she knows who she is and she knows what she wants. Mm -hmm. I I admire that. I admire someone who knows, I, I mean, everyone, I struggle for sure with, you know, being, uh, uncertain at times about like who I am or what I want and, and being nervous about going after what I want, you know, and, and what if I'm wrong or what if it doesn't work out? And, I just admire that Nicole doesn't seem to be that person. She, she knows what she wants. She knows who she is. And I, I like that confidence that she has and that swagger. And I mean, I, I don't, I'm trying to have more swagger in my life. <laughs> um, it's hard, you know, I think it's hard because so, you know yeah. yourself so well. So like, you know, the things about yourself that you don't like, and you know, the things about yourself that aren't perfect. And I think that, trying to move beyond that and go, yeah, but look at all these things that I am and look at all these things that I, I am good at and that make me great and have that empower you uh, is something I think I struggle with. And so I admired that in Nicole for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, and one thing that I love about Nicole is that she encourages Waverly and she is, she's just there for her. She she supports her in whatever she decides to do. And I think sometimes it's mistaken, uh, maybe because Waverly has never dated somebody like Nicole. Um, I'm not sure, but it's so refreshing to see these women that are working through everything together, the hard times and the the funny things that happen as well. Uh, It's kind of really refreshing to see on TV. I absolutely agree. I, I think it's it's the dynamics of, of the relationships and how they work together and how their similarities and their differences build each other up um, is pretty is pretty great. Yeah, definitely. And you've interviewed Emily, right? Yes, I've had the pleasure of interviewing Emily a couple times, and she's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I guess the the big overarching question that I want to ask you. Um, just to kind of close out the interview is why does Winona Earp mean so much to you? Because I've, I've followed you on Twitter for quite a while now and, and I've listened to the podcast and uh, I just really want to share with my listeners as well. um, Why Winona Earp means so much to you? Wow. Um, I think that that answer has changed over the last two and a half years for me, for sure. Um, in the beginning, Winona Earp meant a lot to me because I was ready to fall in love with TV again. I wanted to feel excited about something again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that kind of, as everything does, it evolves. And so it evolved from that simple need to connect with other people and be excited about something in the world, you know? Um, yeah. But Emily and her writers, um, and so also the cast and the crew, they do an amazing job of, you know, bringing you into this world that they've created. Um, and it's not just 
this sci-fi genre fun let's kill demons show there's it's got so many layers so there's layer upon layer of emotion and of storylines that really and, and one of my favorite things to do in our podcast is my favorite thing to do is to take something that's happened on the show and relate it to something that's happening that can happen in your own life in your own world or in history and show the relevance of it because that's the thing that always amazes me how this sci-fi genre fantasy western show Mm -hmm. can be so relevant and can feel so relevant to my life right this second yeah Uh, to what I'm going through uh last year I know a lot of a lot of people who know me know that I um I went through a separation and divorce and as I was going through that I was really scared I have five children and I was worried about raising them and what that was going to be like to kind of all of a sudden be a very a very single parent and you know, so the whole um, here's to single motherhood line. Uh, she says, you're a superhero. And she said, you know, same damn thing. Yes. And it's it it broke me like in a way that a TV show hasn't because it re- it resonated in in my life so much. And I'm not the only person. I know lots of people have have felt that way about this show, the writing and the acting. It 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 feels like it's important, you know, and the messages that they're, that they're showing um, through representation and, and just, and through all the relationships, it's important. And it's become important TV, I I believe, uh, because the way that they tackle complex issues. Um, But also in addition to that, Winona Earps means a lot to me because of the fandom now and because of the fans and the friends and the family that I've created through the show. So I, it's, it's become such an important part of my life in, in so many ways because of that. And it's changed so many lives. And so what I've watched as people have taken this show and all of a sudden they, they've become empowered to come out to their family or to go out, put themselves out there and find new friends. And maybe they were an introvert before and they, they've all of a sudden found themselves a tribe of friends that they never thought they could have. Um, tons of people, like I said, have come out to their family, who've been, who've taken the Winona and had that empower them to do that. People who've fallen in love in the fandom and are getting married and are creating families together. And it's really amazing to see all of the things and all of the lives that the show has touched. And I am blessed to be in the fandom where I am and able to have witnessed it unfold since day one. Yes, I agree with everything you said. And I am so grateful to be a part of the the fandom as well. And I admire the hell out of you, Bonnie. And I am so glad that you're a part of the, the community as well. Oh, thank you. So where where can fans hear more about you if you know somebody listens to this podcast and wants to hear more about you so they can catch you on the Tales of the Black Badge podcast? And then they can also find you on Twitter. It's at Winona fans, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And is there also a a Twitter for the podcast, right? Yes. Winona Earp pod is the podcast account. Great. And there's also a, a there's a Facebook group. You can search up Winona fans. And then there's also, um, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us that we have a a website um, at, uh, it's uh, WinonaEarpFans.com. Great. And um, yeah, so it, and if you're looking to 
hear more about the show, to break down each episode, or to hear interviews with the cast, you can find us on Tales of the Black Badge podcast, and that's on iTunes. Awesome. Great. And I will have all those links in the show notes uh, down below the show so that you can catch those. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. All right. That's it for the show tonight. I'm not going to have any other recommendations other than please, oh, please give Winona Earp a try. Join us Erpers. We have vanilla dip donuts or bacon donuts or powdered sugar donuts, and we are willing to share. We'll see you back here in two weeks. Until then, we hope to see you in purgatory. And remember, don't touch the goo. All right, get your nerd on and be awesome. All right. <laughs>